0: We are the rookie phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man Webb.
1: What up, people?
0: This is one of my favorite shows of the year. We are going to do a full NBA playoffs preview. Webb, are you ready for today's show?
1: Wait, man. It's playoff time.
0: We are also going to give out our, all of our NBA awards today. My awards, again, will be correct. Webs will be awful, just giving you listeners a little. Heads up for that. I'm curious to know how much your awards have changed because you're very impressionable. Since the beginning of the year, none. They're the exact same players. Okay, let's see. I want to open this show, though, with a quick question for you. Do the Colts win the Super Bowl by 25 or 35? What do you think this, it is now with this signing?
1: And by this signing, you're referring to Stefan Gilmore?
0: The Colts signed a former Defensive Player of the Year, defensive back extraordinaire, Stefan Gilmore. Two years, $23 million, $14 million guaranteed. Just an elite ball hawk player. Got the AFC clinching interception against Jacksonville. Got a Super Bowl against the Rams to win the Super Bowl against your garbage team. Just an all pro at every level. The Colts win the Super Bowl by 25 points. Am I wrong here?
1: You know what? If you got Stephon Gilmore uh, like three years ago, I would probably say that the Colts had a good chance of at least contending in the AFC. Um Stephon Gilmore is a five-time pro bowler, but he hasn't been the ball hawk that you're referring to in uh, quite a few years. I mean, I know he switched teams, but the Pats couldn't wait to get him out of there.
0: Bill Belichick is always wrong about players. Everyone says that he is bad at managing players and he's good at cheating. Okay, that's just the known facts. Stephon Gilmore had two interceptions last year, barely played because of injury, fully healthy, this could not be better news for the Colts. We got pro bowlers everywhere. DeForest Buckner, pro bowler. Yannick Ngakwe, pro bowler. Darius Leonard, pro bowler. Kenny Moore, pro bowler. Stephon Gilmore, pro bowler. Our coach, Frank Reich, probably be fired. But we're still doing pretty good, Rob. I'm all all in here, baby.
1: And Gus Bradley is your DC. Um, It's funny because you always say that Bill Belichick is usually – Willing to let a guy go a year early before he gets bat. And it's been and, more than a year since Stefan Gilmore has been bat.
0: In this case, it was three years early. No big deal. <laughs> <It was three. laughs> oh, oh, buddy. Oh, God. Would he play six games next year? I'm going to be so upset with myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good luck, man. And of course, you have former MVP Matt Ryan. If this was like 2016, this would be a really good Colts team.
0: That really hurt my feelings, I'm not gonna lie, that was not un- that was uncalled for. You texted me like two days ago, Stefan Gilmore to the Rams when that rumor came out. But now that he's on the Colts, you're poo-pooing it. I don't respect that.
1: So I did it to laugh at you because you say this salary cap's not a thing, and I was like, the rich keep getting richer. I don't really care if we got I didn't care if we got Stefan Gilmore. It's just to laugh at you.
0: I hate you so much. <laughs> I didn't care if we got the former defensive player of the year. You're the you're a bad person. Didn't care at
1: all. He's I think he's uh, his best days are behind him. No offense.
0: When did the Lakers' first playoff game start this year? Sunday. Okay. Let's move on to our playoff preview web. I've, I'm getting sick of just gloating about how good the Colts are going to be this season. Let's start in the East. Uh, I'm going to do the one seed last because the playing games are still going on right now. So we'll, we'll do that at the end. We're recording this Friday at 8.15. Cleveland is currently playing Atlanta. And the Clippers in New Orleans are going to play in a little bit. Let's start with Boston versus Brooklyn. Boston, the two seed, Brooklyn's the seventh seed. What are your main takeaways? How does Boston win this series? How does Brooklyn win this series?
1: Well, this is going to be a more fun series. It's defense versus offense. And I don't know if it can be done, but if they can shut down, them being Boston, if they can shut down Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, then they'll for sure win this series. But that's easier said than done, and you're looking at, two of the best players in the game. Kevin Durant, I say, is the best offensive player of all time. And Kyrie Irving cannot be stopped. Uh, not to mention the fact that Ben Simmons is supposed to come actually play a, his first game for Brooklyn. At some point between uh, games four to six, I believe. Some some point in that window. So um, that's how I think Boston beats Brooklyn. I think they have to... They have to shut down one of those players or make it really difficult for one of those players. Uh, how, how Brooklyn wins this series is honestly, they're going to have to shoot, they're going to have to shoot the lights out against them. They, if it's a close game in the, in the nineties and the eighties, I, I think it's a hard game for Brooklyn to win. I think Brooklyn has to score like over 110 points per game in the series. I don't think Boston can, can, can keep up with that.
0: So apparently Brooklyn is giving up an average of 110 points a game. So they are awful on defense. Very bad. And Boston is an all time great defensive team. That's the thing. So Grant Williams, Time Lord, is supposed to come back hopefully by game one this series. He was, sorry, yeah, Robert Williams, sorry. He was arguably a defensive player of the year candidate. He was excellent for the Celtics this year on defense. If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can kind of keep up with Brooklyn's Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. If they can keep it 70 a game to 60 a game, I think Boston wins the series. If they can't, I think Brooklyn wins it. My really off here. Well the thing is I'm
1: Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are are not Kyrie Irving and uh Kevin Durant. They're really good, but Kyrie Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are out of this world good. Like those I can't even describe how sensational they are! You can't stop Kyrie. Kyrie is incredible with the handles can get the the basket. He can shoot from anywhere. KD is seven feet of just about um just about being able to score anywhere, being able to shoot anywhere. He can pull up off the dribble. I think he's one of the he's the most unstoppable offensive talent that we've seen. Um,
0: so but I the think Celtics really have, have guys. Marcus Smart is an elite defender, probably for first team all defense to stop. Kyrie Irving. I don't think it can I'm, be done. I'm not sure it can be done, but I think he could probably slow him down a little bit. Maybe he doesn't get 35 so easily. Maybe he has to work a little bit for it. They have a they have a guy that, I'm going to guess, doesn't like Kyrie either. It's going to be really chippy, this series.
1: They used to play together. So maybe there's a little bad blood. I don't know.
0: I mean, never having met Kyrie Irving, I assume everyone that meets him hates him. So <laughs> that's just, I think that Boston's really going to want to win this series
1: yeah and I mean what you're saying is is true. I think Boston's definitely a deeper team than 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 Brooklyn and they're a better team overall than brooklyn is um but I think this is a superstar driven league and, and provided that these two guys, Kyrie and Katie, can stay healthy, I think that gives them the leg up against Boston, and also with the Time Lord being hurt, even though he's supposed to come back this series um that's an advantage for them as well, for the Nets.
0: Yeah, Bruce Brown came out and said that Uh after the Nets won their play-in game. He said, well, Time Lord's not going to play. We can really pound them inside. And then Kevin Durant said, that's the caffeine talking. So I oh, found right. that interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, sorry. The Time Lord being out doesn't mean that Brooklyn can now beat Boston inside. That's not happening. No way. They still have Al Horford. for Still have Grant Williams. They have uh, Daniel Tice. Like, it's still a a good defensive team inside. Still a a very intimidating presence inside. Um, But I just think that's that's just one less issue for them to worry about.
0: If you had to guess, who is the MVP of this series? Who do you have being the MVP of this series?
1: Katie. Durant.
0: So, my right to assume, you have Brooklyn winning this series. I do. In how many games?
1: I want to say six, but I'm going to give Boston more respect and say Brooklyn in seven.
0: So I, I I, was thinking about Brooklyn for a long time, but I have to imagine the NBA gods will not reward Kyrie Irving for this nonsense this season. Boston in six. I think the defense gets it done. I think they can get to 110 and they can hold Brooklyn to like 105. I think they win these six, in six games. Boston gets it done.
1: Yeah, We disagree. I love it.
0: Me too. And uh, I'm usually correct.
1: I can't wait to see the reception that Kyrie gets again in Boston. Uh, the they're not going to
0: sell. They're not going to sell glass beer bottles to this stadium. I guarantee it.
1: <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kyrie, when he when he left uh, Boston, like the first few games that he was playing for the the Nets, he was hurt or he he didn't come to the the arena. There there was always something. Or he was on his little, his little uh, personal time off. Uh, now, as a whole series, it's going to be interesting. Um, they're going to have to split, obviously, the first two games. They have to. Or this series is—I wouldn't say it's done, but it's—it's it's obviously a, a bad start. And it's very hard to come back. So they're going to have to win one of those at uh, at the Garden. So.
0: I think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both champions. So they will not feel any pressure in the series. That does worry me a bit about Boston feeling some pressure at first season as a man, as a, as a coach. Does he have any pressure taking over Brad Stevens? Is there any nervousness in there going against one of the best offensive players of all time? The nerve shrub that could happen this season. That does worry me a little bit.
1: If I'm Brooklyn, I have to win. Sorry, if I'm Boston, I have to win those first two games. Yeah, I, have, I to have to win it.
0: Does Brooklyn have a great home court advantage? I don't think they do. There's no real diehard Nets fans. Um, it's it's not
1: that. It's just that if I just think the confidence and the poise and the 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 experience that uh, Brooklyn has, if they're going back to uh, Barclays with um, you know split series, I just think that that just gives them an edge.
0: I have Boston in six. You have Brooklyn in seven, correct?
1: Yes. But I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn won in six. But I'm going to stick to seven for Brooklyn. Like a coward. I give Boston some respect.
0: I give Brooklyn no respect. Let's move on to Milwaukee versus Chicago. The three seed versus the six seed. Giannis, the Bucks, current NBA champions. Chicago, they are falling apart. Lonzo's not coming back. Their starting point guard is Ayo Dasanmu, your favorite guy in the draft last year. Does Chicago have a chance this series?
1: Absolutely no chance.
0: That's exactly where I am as well. Milwaukee kind of tanked to get the seed. They wanted to play Chicago. They got what they wanted. I don't want to spend too much time on this series because I think this is going to be a sweep. I don't think DeMar and Zach Levine can pushed Milwaukee to even win one game. I think this is over in four. I think Milwaukee's too good. They're playoff tested. I think this is over. I
1: was saying all year that Chicago was a fraudulent team and they were just keeping the seat warm for the real Titans, the real powerhouse teams. Philly had the Ben Simmons saga going on. They were faking things out. Brooklyn couldn't stay healthy the whole year. Toronto, they couldn't stay healthy. Like OG was hurt. Siakam was coming after shoulder surgery. Chris Boucher didn't Uh, get any training camp time. Um, Miami, Jimmy Butler was hurt. A lot of the the powerhouse teams were hurt. Milwaukee banged up. Brooke Lopez um, was hurt. Chris Middleton was hurt too. So Chicago naturally catapulted to the top of the standings, but it was was just smoke and mirrors. Now we're seeing the real Chicago, who has no chance with any of these teams. I was going to say Milwaukee in five, because I was thinking maybe Chicago could take a game, in, in in Chicago, but no, no. I'm saying this is a sweep. I think it's a. I think maybe one or two games will be close, but it's gonna be a sweep.
0: Milwaukee's just playoff tested. They've been here before. They're not scared of Chicago even a little bit. They know they can win. Yeah, this is not gonna be close. I don't think. I can't see Chicago even winning a game. I like Damar. I hope they win a game, but I, I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, Damar's good. And he'll probably drop forty a couple times, but this team's not saying anything. I mean,
0: maybe. Milwaukee's defense can really D guys up if they want to. They can be pretty scary sometimes. I just, yeah, I don't have any faith in the Chicago team. They were really fun when Caruso, Lonzo were going like playing really hard D. Got those guys. It's really tough.
1: Yeah, I just, I just wasn't a believer. I honestly, I don't. I think if it was Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, like I don't think any of these teams would have lost to Chicago. They just didn't. They seemed like paper tigers the entire year. I know Lonzo's out, but. I mean, I also think a lot of other players on good teams are out too. So I
0: just never believe in this team. Like Anthony Davis all season. That's, I remember that. That's right. Yeah. Missed a lot of time. Next topic. The Philadelphia 76ers, is the four seed against Toronto Raptors, the five seed. I think Brooklyn versus Boston is the series of probably the playoffs. I think Philadelphia versus Toronto is going to be really, really fun for diehard basketball fans. Joel Embiid and James Harden playing their first playoff season, series together. Embiid came out, I think yesterday or today, and said, Harden just needs to play like himself. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Do you think James Harden will be fine this season, this series?
1: I think he's going to have a couple games where he, quote-unquote, chokes. Um, but I think he's going to have some some great games as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Harden this series. He said, he said he's not feeling any pressure, but... I think he probably has the most pressure on
0: him. Him and Chris Paul probably, yeah. There's a lot of pressure on both those guys to stop being losers. Uh, we should mention At least Paul Matisse Paul went to the finals. Did he win the finals? No. no. Exactly. Matisse Thiebaud cannot play in the games in Toronto because he's an idiot that only got one vaccine shot. Uh, when he, it was pointed out he was an idiot, he said, "No, I'm just a holistic guy," which is just all time ridiculous. By the way, <laughs> I was very mad about this. So. Toronto versus Philly. The Raptors are a really fun defensive team. They can switch on everybody. They have no one starting that's over like 6'10". Siakam, Scotty Barnes, OG, Fred. Those are four really strong defenders. And then Gary Trent out there just kind of playing along. Am I crazy to think Toronto could win this series? Because I think they have a real chance to win this series. Uh, I think
1: Toronto more than likely wins this series. Um, Philly also... I don't know. You were really high on Philly and I always asked why. Uh <laughs> you had Philly as like the going to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even the NBA Finals and I I was like I didn't believe that for a second but I think Toronto uh I won't say definitely but I think Toronto has a very strong chance to win this year.
0: I love Philly. I love Joel Embiid. I just want Embiid to be a champion like really badly. I think he's one of the most fun players in the league to root for. He's amazing. He's so much fun. And the fact that yeah. you hate him because he's fun is ridiculous.
1: I love Embiid. I was a so big Embiid fan since since Kansas. I love Embiid, and I thought he got a raw deal dropping in number three, uh, in the draft. Five, I think. When, no, it's three. It was three. Okay. Yeah, Wiggins, um, Jabari Parker, and then uh, Embiid. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's right. And and yeah, like um, I, I love Embiid. I think he's amazing. Um, some people have been hating on him uh, a lot this year because, yeah, a lot of his points come from the free throw line. You know, people call him really soft, um, but I don't. I don't think that's warranted. I think he's really doing well. Um, obviously, taking his game to another level this year, and it was already high as it was, uh, but he can't do it all by himself. So Harden has to obviously step up, and Tobias Harris needs to step up too.
0: Tobias Harris is one of my most disliked players in the league. I've made no shame of that. He, he was on par with Chris Middleton. Milton's a champion now, so I stopped hitting on him a little bit. Tobias could win it this year and shut me up for a while. So he is playing for that, which is kind of impressive. Playing for your heart. I mean, many men have tried, Webb. Many men have tried. <laughs> so I, I just think Embiid is going to average like 42 in this series. Toronto has no one even close to as big as him to stop him. If he takes four three-pointers a game, I'm going to be furious. They have to have him down in the post, just feasting all game. Do you think Embiid is capable of playing a whole game like that?
1: Yeah, and I don't know if the game plan is to stop Embiid for the entire series. Maybe there's a game or two where they make it really difficult for him. I'm sure he will have games where he struggles, but I I don't think that's the Raptors' game plan. They're a much quicker team. Um, and more athletic team than, than than Philly and they can shoot the ball better than Philly can. Um so I think the game the approach is gonna be a little different. And they have, you know, veterans there, they have NBA champion uh players there with experience. So um NBA may not be the focus as much as you know other things. Uh shutting down the perimeter, um making sure that Harden really struggles, not letting him get to the line and develop as much of his game.
0: If I were Toronto, I would let Embiid eat, and then I would clamp everything else down. I'd let Embiid go for 55 every game, and I would just double-harden, cover Tyrese with Scotty Barnes, and just go to work, and I don't think they could get under 30 points. I really don't. Yeah, because... The team if, isn't deep.
1: They're not, and it's basically four on five, because Tybo is not doing anything on offense.
0: Yeah, seriously, and... Danny Green isn't Danny Green from two years ago. He's a different guy now. And Tobias Harris is still Tobias Harris. So pretty positive there.
1: I like I like I like Toby, man, but he's just I don't know. Ever since Harding came, he's been really
0: meh. You know how I know you don't like him? Nobody calls him Toby. Tobias, that's a good name. <laughs> Nobody that like I don't have any friends like what's up, Toby. I would never do that to my friend, that's disrespectful. I would never do that. <laughs> A disrespectful name. I don't like it. Okay. I think I know where you're going. What is your prediction for this series?
1: Man, I really, I really, really, really want to say, well, it's going to be Toronto. I'm choosing Toronto. Uh, No surprise there. I want to say Toronto in six, honestly. You know what? I'm doing it. Toronto in six. I wanted to say Toronto in seven. I'm going Toronto in six. Screw it.
0: That is very fun. I wish I could do the same. I have Philly in seven. Ah. I think every every game was won by the home team this week. I just think that Philly at home will be too much to match. Toronto at home without Tybalt, I think it's. I think Philly wins in seven. I think this is a really fun series, but I think Philly gets it done. Embiid's just too good. Toronto needs the guy; they don't need a bunch of guys.
1: Really? Okay, maybe you see this differently, and that would screw up my whole bracket. Uh, if that
0: I, I just look back at playoffs in the past. How often does a team of, great, of good players beat a team with one great player? You usually need a great player to beat the great player. And Toronto has a bunch of really good players. They don't have a great player like that, like Embiid.
1: Well, that was sort of my thinking with Boston and Brooklyn. Uh,
0: I think yeah, Tatum's really a great work. player. I think Tatum's a great player now. I think he's in that conversation. Yeah, but he's,
1: I, to me, he's not in the conversation with like Kyrie and, uh, and KD. If, if Tatum's great, then, then Kyrie and KD are out of this world. Like, they're, they're aliens.
0: I think Tatum was a top seven guy for MVP this season. And I just, I think game to game, I would take Tatum over Kyrie because the defense, Tatum's a really good defender still. Kyrie doesn't play defense really. And KD okay. over anyone basically. So yeah.
1: I, I think I would take Kyrie in big games because he's been there. He's been on that big stage. Tatum still to me is, is developing. Like He played well. He's on a really good defensive team. I, I, like, that. I like that Boston team from the get-go. Um, and Tatum was the leader on it So he got the praise And he was really good in, in, in a lot of games this year But um, Kyrie, you know, was in and out of the lineup so and, and he had the controversy around him this year So we'll see, we'll see what happens
0: So you have Toronto in six for this Philly series Um, I
1: want to say Toronto in seven But I'm going to go with six I have Toronto winning this series But yes, Toronto in six
0: Give me Philly in seven, and Bead goes crazy. Okay. Okay. The the last series is going to be either Miami versus Atlanta or Miami versus Cleveland, one versus eight. They are playing right now. Does it make
1: a difference to you who Miami plays?
0: It does not. Actually, it kind of does. I think one will go a little bit longer than the other one, series-wise. Okay. So, if Miami plays Atlanta, because they're in the same division, I think they'll have just more knowledge of each other. That They could win a game or two against Miami. I think Cleveland has no shot of winning a game against Miami.
1: Okay, I saw it similarly. I saw um, if Cleveland advances, Miami sweeps Cleveland. If Atlanta advances, I love trade. but if I, I'm i not that high on this Atlanta team. I think Miami beats Atlanta in five.
0: So I wrote down against Cleveland, Miami in four, and against Atlanta, Miami in six. So I, I see basically I, I could be chopped into five as well for Atlanta. Right now, Cleveland is winning and it's almost halftime, but it's a close game. So could go either way still. I really think that Miami is versus Atlanta is a more fun series because their guys are all healthy right now. I would enjoy that very much. For
1: sure. And, you know, as good as Darius Garland's been this series or this season, I would love to see Trey Young against Miami way more than I would Darius Garland uh, against Miami.
0: I would like to see that more too, because I think there's a solid chance Jimmy Butler just punches Trey Young in the face. Wow. And I've been on record for a long time that Trey Young has the most punchable face in the NBA. Okay. Am I wrong? I disagree. Yeah, man, you're wrong. Who has a more punchable face than Trey Young? Name one C. J. guy. CJ McCollum.
1: CJ McCollum.
0: Disagree. CJ McCollum's a handsome man. Disagree. Um, Grayson Allen. Okay, hey, that's the one guy. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> I was hoping you forgot he existed for a little bit. He has for sure the most much a face. His face just screams my dad's a lawyer. Like that's what his face looks like. Like I want to hit this guy in the face for sure. Yeah. God. I still hate Trey Young. I don't care about the East Atlanta Santa at all. You like that nickname now, don't you? I think it's so stupid that I enjoy saying it to you because it's so (laughs) stupid. You love it. (laughs) Yeah, I do. It's pretty good. So. We agree Cleveland has no chance against Miami, right? Miami just eats them up.
1: Oh, yeah. Neither team has a chance. Like, I mean, yeah. Like you said, Atlanta has a better chance, but neither of these teams are making it like a series. Like, I'm not worried for Miami.
0: The problem with Cleveland for Miami is Cleveland has bigs. As, sorry, Miami has bigs to stop Cleveland's bigs. Bam is an elite defender. PJ Tucker is a really good defender. I think both of those guys are going to play in the series. Like, I just think they have a really bad matchup for Cleveland. Yeah, I think it's a tough. I think it's gonna be tough for Cleveland to have any chance. I give Atlanta like a five percent chance to win the series, but they have a small chance at least.
1: Yeah, it's just, and, and there's also you know like um, Lowry. And Jimmy Butler, who are a good defender. Jimmy Butler's a great defender. Larisa a really good defender too. Um, so even for the guys like Baby Bogey and Trey Young and um and, and Gallo, like it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them too.
0: By the way, I am still furious at you that you call him Baby Bogey, because he's not the baby brother of the other bogey.
1: He's he's younger at least. He's still a baby. And they have the same last name. It works I out. So I,
0: I was telling people for so long they were brothers. And then I looked it up one day. I was like, not, they're not even from the same country. And I felt so stupid.
1: They're forever brothers to me. Baby bogey. Racist. That's racist.
0: Okay, so Webb and I are going to tell you who we have winning the entire playoffs at the end. I have a champion pick. Webb, you have a champion pick?
1: Uh, Yeah. Do you want to go through the like our predictions for the rounds, or you just want to say the, the champion?
0: We can do the rounds at the end. Can, we can do the rounds. Sure. Sure. Okay, let's go to the West, and then we'll get to everything. Again, we'll start with the 2-7 because the 1-8 is not set yet. Memphis is the 2-2 versus Minnesota, the 7. Minnesota, a team I predicted to win the 7th slot. Webb said the Clippers were going to dominate. Paul George got COVID. End of story. Webb, how do you feel about Memphis versus Minnesota? You said in the last show that the 2-seed loses in this series. Do you still think that is the case?
1: Um... No, I do not. I'm just I'm just looking at this game right now, Atlanta and Cleveland, and Clint, Clint Capella uh, is riding in pain on the ground. Uh, Evan Mobley just went into his knee. Uh, so that could be a big blow to Atlanta's chances. That's an aside, though, and I hope Clint Capella's okay. Um, but as for the two versus seven in the West, um, I was very confident that the Clippers were going to win that game uh, a couple nights ago. Because I thought that Paul George um had pride and respected
0: <laughs> That's not the Paul George we know, come on.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> Foolish of me to
1: think that. I thought he had pride and, and, and actually uh, respected the game of basketball and his teammates and was not gonna lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were, were basically without Carl Towns for the entire game because he was in foul trouble. Fouled out with like eight minutes left. And then Paul George a couple of days later is in the health and safety protocol, so he's not playing in tonight's game. Like a genius. Um, So, I digress. One second, sec, really really quick.
0: Karl-Anthony Towns would have been better if he didn't play in that game because he was awful when he did play.
1: Yeah. He didn't score until like the fourth quarter or something, or the third quarter.
0: Just awful. The best big man shooter of all time was pathetic. Shaq ripped him a new one on CNT the other day. Yeah, it was, it was pathetic. You foul out and your team does better? Yeah. How is Patrick Beverly the heart and soul of this team? It's crazy to me. I
1: don't know. Bev's one of those guys that I hate to play against him, and he's annoying and irritating and a pest, but man, I would love him on my team.
0: Yeah, he was jumping on the scores table, which I really enjoyed, because if you're in Minnesota, this really is the biggest win of your lifetime. It's huge, so it's good for you. <laughs>
1: um, Watching that you- game.
0: Did you remember Alex Rodriguez owns the Timberwolves next? I totally forgot about that. I forgot about that. He was on the floor too. I think he yeah. was hugging, hu- hugging Beverly at the end. I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, Rodriguez bought this team. Right. I couldn't believe it. I totally forgot about that.
1: Right. Rodriguez, I think he came out the other day and said, um, if he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, he'll understand.
0: I thought he said he misses J-Lo, but the other one makes sense too. <laughs> so, let's get to this Memphis versus Minnesota series, when. <laughs> John Morant was your preseason pick for MVP. I love sure. John Morant. Unlike you, I drafted him in a fantasy basketball. But I want to say, Anthony Edwards might be the most exciting guy in the league to watch right now. He's He is so much fun. Is he the best athlete in the NBA right now? I think he is. Uh,
1: he has the best hops. I don't know if he's the best athlete, but he has the best hops.
0: Uh, when he got drafted, he just said like, Oh, yeah, if I didn't do basketball, I'd just be a professional baseball player. Like, he was just so confident he could play basketball, baseball, or football. I was like, this guy is serious. And then when he scored 30 of the other night, I was like, oh, wow, this guy is... He was just jumping from the foul line to get into the hoop whenever he wanted. No one could stop him. He's like a freight train. It's incredible to watch. I love watching this guy play basketball. So much fun.
1: Yeah, and he's he's a heat-check guy. Um, you know, he's a gunner. He's going to be fun to watch. He's going to put up a lot of... Points, uh, some nights, and he's in a, he's in a good situation, uh, uh, in Minnesota, having Towns and 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 D'Lo and Beasley there, and now Beverly that really helps his development. Um, so, yeah, uh, Minnesota, you know, I, I I would have liked this matchup better um, if the Clippers were there because I think the Clippers would have given Memphis a tougher matchup. I think Minnesota gives. Um, Minnesota is an easier matchup for the for, for Memphis. Um, but it should still be a fun series.
0: I actually think this is one of the worst series for Memphis to play. And this is the best series for Minnesota to play. Interesting.
1: We see this differently.
0: Be- because Minnesota is so unproven, but Memphis is also so unproven. Neither team has been there before, so neither team will be scared of the other one. Minnesota doesn't think, oh, John ja Morant, this is the MVP. He didn't win MVP. He was the number two pick. They have two number one picks on their team. Their number two pick is like their fourth guy. They just won't be scared of Memphis because they've never been there before. They're not champions. They're not Western Conference finalists. They've they've succeeded this season, but they don't have a track record of success. Minnesota can look at this series like, hey, we're equals with this team. We started off slow. We got kind of hot at the end there. I think this is a bad series for Memphis. I really do.
1: All right. We see this very differently. I see... uh I see Memphis as one of the deepest teams in the league. Being able to attack the glass, they can out-rebound Minnesota. They were number one in blocks in the league. Um, and this is a team that had a lot of injuries throughout the year. Dylan Brooks was hurt throughout the year. Um, John Morant was hurt throughout the year. Uh, Steven Adams, was, you know, every now and again he got banged up. This is an interesting team. Um very athletic, they're very gritty, and they can shoot, man. Well, they can score. They can score. Um, so for me, for me with Minnesota, Minnesota's not as deep, They're a three headed monster. Uh, but Patrick Beverly throws a wrinkle in things. Uh, I'm not a huge DeLo guy. Um, I was when he was on the Lakers because I think I was trying to convince myself that he was going to be that guy. But uh, DeLo's very hot and cold to me. I haven't I been
0: have- a I I haven't been a DeLo guy since I did five years when he ratted on me a couple of years ago he got me sent away for two to five for carjacking. It wasn't good.
1: Yeah, Dulo's interesting. Um,
0: (laughs) Snitch! Snitch and Dulo.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just think the depth in Memphis is enough to overcome uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, that three-headed monster has to be on all series. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting it's gonna it's gonna be interesting
0: I will go first here because I think I'm gonna we're I think we're gonna disagree here a little bit I have Memphis winning the series but I have them doing it in seven I think Memphis is a really good team they're a really deep team but in the playoffs sometimes having too many guys isn't a good thing you want seven or eight guys they have ten or eleven guys I think it's gonna be a tough series for them Memphis in seven Minnesota makes this close though I think it's gonna be a fun series
1: i I actually had Memphis in six but I changed that I'm actually gonna change it uh, switch it to Memphis in five, uh, but I can see six. I just think this is just, just too much depth. I think I think that from every every corner they can they can really um, they can really make this tough. You know, Jaw's going to be slashing and, and 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 attacking the basket, or he's going to be kicking it out to Desmond Bain or De'Anthony Melton or Dylan Brooks or JJJ. Um, they have some some really good guys. They have some. Good defensive players: Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, Stephen Adams. Once upon a time, but he's still serviceable. Um, solid rookie Zaire Williams. Um, I just don't know if I like that as much for the for the for the Wolves. But I could see it going six. I wouldn't be shocked. Seven would would surprise me.
0: I think Anthony Edwards wins a game by himself this series. I think Towns might get hot for one too. I could see him shooting like. Seven for nine, seven for ten from three. Just a crazy game of him shooting. Like I could see the Minnesota is pretty good. They're not a bad team at all. They're better than we think they are. They're not the pushovers they used to be. Got some pedigree here. I think they're gonna be. This is gonna be a fun series. I really like this one. Okay, let's move on to Golden State versus Denver. Golden State, the three seed. Denver is the six seed. Steph Curry is likely to play in game one. All signs are optimistic. Wiggins is supposed to play. Denver is getting no one back. They thought Michael Porter Jr. might come back. They thought Jamal Murray might come back. Those guys are not coming back to these playoffs. Does Denver have a chance here, Webb?
1: To win a game or to win the series?
0: Uh, the series, I guess.
1: Because both uh, odds are pretty low. Um, series, <laughs> <laughs> series, no chance. To win a game is iffy. I know you yeah. believe in Jokic, and you know obviously he's an amazing player, but one man can only do so much.
0: I, I feel the exact same way. If Jamal Murray... And Michael Porter Jr. were both back and healthy. This would be a great series. But with just Jokic there, Aaron Gordon, and Bones Highland, I'm not too optimistic about the Denver Nuggets chances here. I have Golden State winning this in five. I just, I don't see a way that Denver can win this series. I think Jokic is so great, he'll steal a game by himself. He'll have like 38, 17, and 12. But... You can't do that every night. So I think Golden State wins this in five.
1: You are more optimistic than I am. I think this is a sweep. Uh, Golden State in four. Um, even without Curry, this team is better than Denver. And if, if Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray were playing, yeah, it'd be a more fun series. But still, I'd still think Golden State would win this. Uh, I think Golden State's too deep. Good defensive team. Uh, you know, their starting unit's great. Second unit's great like I said, even with Steph Curry, if he wasn't going to play or if he's a shell of himself, really good team. This is the most complete team in West.
0: Clay Thompson's looking like himself again. He started off kind of slow there. He's looking like Clay again. Draymond's supposed to be fully healthy right now. Looney's playing really good for them. Kaminga's giving him solid minutes. This team is really deep. And I agree, you're probably right at four. I just think Jokic is going to steal a game. He has too much pride. He's likely going to be the the MVP back-to-back. Like, I think he has pride. They're going to steal one game in Denver, but that's about it.
1: I I would be shocked if Denver won a game. And kudos to Jokic if they do.
0: You don't think Bones highly can get hot for a little while? Boogie Cousins? Uh, yeah, Bones. I mean,
1: Bones will, will get hot or he'll be extremely cold. He's really a, a heat-check kind of guy. Um. But Golden State, man. Jordan Poole, Gary Payton, Otto Porter, Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, Wiggins.
0: Never mention Juan Toscano Anderson to me ever again. (laughs) After that dunk dunk contest fiasco, he's dead to me. I'm done with him. Ridiculous. Also... Did you see the not clip it. going around the internet this week about Boogie Cousins and Brittany Griner? No. Brittany Griner is in jail in Russia right now for some ridiculous charges because of this war. And a video came out from her from a few years ago saying she was better at basketball than DeMarcus Cousins. And when it, I mean,
1: when it comes down to it, her her legacy in the WNBA and his legacy in the NBA, she pro- she probably has a better legacy. Like she I'm not, probably does. Pro- she, she 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 would.
0: She won a title at Baylor, I think, right? Or did she come in? I think she won a title, title at Baylor. I can't remember, though.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure she won a WNBA title, too.
0: Yeah. Tough look, Boogie. Tough look, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on to one of the most disappointing series of all time. The Dallas Mavericks is the four seed They're playing Utah the five seed. Luka Doncic is out for game one with a calf strain, and he's likely going to miss at least game two as well. I think this is really bad for Dallas. They are a lottery team at best without Luka. And they're probably like a bottom five team in the league. I have been making jokes about Utah being trashed in the playoffs all season. So, of course, they are going to sweep my Dallas Mavericks this week. Utah in four with no Luka.
1: I I actually wasn't high on Dallas in this series, even if Luka played. Like, again, he's in a similar situation to Jokic. One man can only do so much. I would have given Dallas maybe two games if Luka played I would have had Utah in six uh, with Luka winning, with Luca missing a game. Um, I could see this going five. Like, if, if, if Luka plays game two, I could see this going to five, five games in, in, in favor of Utah.
0: But, Let me uh, say really quickly. Sorry. My prediction of uh, Utah in four is because I don't think Luka plays this series, I think uh, he's out the whole series. Yeah,
1: and and I agree with you. If Luka does not play this series, Utah sweeps. If Luka plays the game, I'll give. If he plays the game early on, I'll give uh, Utah. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll give Dallas one game. If Luka comes back in Game Three, uh, and they're in Utah now, I don't give. I don't give uh, Utah uh, Dallas a chance at all.
0: Cavs trains are so disgusting, injury wise. When you have him, it's easy to reoccur almost, especially in basketball with the jumping all the time. Mike Trout, my favorite baseball player, got a cash strain in May last season and never came back. The season's over in September. He never came back from a cash strain. So Luca coming back in five days, I find it to be highly, highly preposterous. He's back before game two or three. I don't see it happening. And he's the highest
1: play in baseball, though, no? Or he was...
0: I think he still is. I think he still is the highest player in baseball. He's the best player in baseball. WBB, man. WTs. I told you. You just can't trust him. Yeah, I just, I want luca to play. But Donovan Mitchell is, he made all NBA for you. Rudy Gobert is in the defensive player of the year conversation. And Dallas doesn't even have any bigs really to go against him. So this is actually a pretty good series for Dallas. Because they could just play Rudy off the floor. But now Rudy can play on because they don't have to worry about that. Because they're not scared at all of any of these Dallas Hunter players. So it's just a really bad matchup for Dallas without Luka.
1: Yeah, the, the Luka legend grows. I guess. Another uh, another year, not out of the first round. He's, uh, he's starting to look like Tracy McGrady now. I don't know, man.
0: I knew that was coming and I'm still mad about it. It's not his fault, okay? Got he got hurt in a meaningless game, the last game of the season, like an idiot.
1: He's out of shape. That's what happens.
0: He's in shape now. He started the season out of shape. He's in shape now. He's fine now.
1: I mean, he, he's in Luca shape. I don't know if I'd say he's actually in shape.
0: Round uh, is a shape,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so so what do we call him? Al Mac, Luca McGrady. What is uh, Tracy Doncic? What do we call him?
0: I think I like Tracy Doncic the best. Some of those ones. Okay. <laughs> uh, didn't they get out of the first round once with Yao? I think he got to the second round one time. He he did. Um, no,
1: actually, sorry, he was hurt when they got out of the first. So he was on the, but he wasn't playing.
0: Not ideal. <laughs> break previewing the series is almost impossible to do without knowing Lucas' status for the series. If Luka plays and he misses the first two, I think Utah probably wins in five. But a hobbled Luka can't beat this Utah team. So, yeah, Utah in four.
1: Look at what getting in shape did for Jokic's career. Jokic was already good, and he went down to half his size, won (laughs) an MVP. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't hurt. Jokic was already good, looking like a fridge. And then he slimmed down
0: tremendously, and now he's. You know, going to the Hall of Fame. The crazy thing is, Luca's probably the fourth in MVP this season while not being in shape. If he was in shape, is he the best player of all time? Like, what are we talking about here?
1: Well, if he's in shape, then he could be a, a the actual Luca legend and actually take his team past the first round. They're not he even plays. playing the Clippers this year.
0: We both had him as first team All NBA and he's yes. not in shape. This is insane. This
1: is crazy. That's more individual award. I mean, but Dallas did really well. <laughs> Dallas also did really well. So uh and Luca turned it on, man. Come January. Hey, he won me, he won me a fantasy title. I don't know if I told you that. This
0: I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. No, he did.
1: He won me a fantasy title.
0: And you still talk trash about him. How dare you? I put
1: him on my first team all NBA. That was
0: appreciation. Sure You're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on to Phoenix versus whoever wins this play-in game tonight—the Los Angeles Clippers without Paul George, or the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson. Doesn't matter. This is Phoenix in four versus either of me. I don't care who they play; they're winning in four games. Phoenix is yeah. the class of the West. These teams aren't good. Phoenix in four.
1: Honestly, if Paul George uh, or sorry, if the Clippers somehow find a way—I shouldn't say somehow—it's good. it should be a good game. But if the Clippers are the eighth seed, and they play Phoenix, and Paul George comes back, which is, uh, I don't know when he would actually be back, but I could see the Clippers maybe winning a game. It wouldn't shock me if it went to five, but Phoenix sweeping either team doesn't shock me either. Neither team has a chance to be Phoenix.
0: I think he actually tested positive for COVID. I don't think it's just in the protocol. So I think he has to be clear for five days after his last negative test. If they win tonight, I don't think we see him in the first round at all. I don't think he's back for it. So, Hmm. Plus, he could have some lingering effects from the COVID where he's not healthy right away. It hit him harder because this hits guys really weird sometimes. Like Jason Tatum was struggling with it for a while after. Yeah, I think this is over. I I hope New Orleans beats the Clippers tonight because I don't hate the Clippers. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't hate New Orleans. I hate the Clippers. I like this New Orleans team. They're kind of fun. They're spunky. I I like Brandon Ingram. I like Jonas Valanciunas. CJ McCollum's been playing out of his mind. This is a fun team to root for. And I kind of want them to win just because it'll make Zion look even worse for being out the entire season. And still putting up videos of him doing 360 dunks like somebody cares about that. Yeah, play basketball, and then we'll care about you, Zion. You're ridiculous. Uh,
1: did you see uh, what Zion was wearing that night when uh, New Orleans played the Clippers? Sorry, when New Orleans played uh, the Spurs.
0: Was it a Moo Since he's 500 pounds.
1: <laughs> no, but people were saying he looked like Doctor Strange. Um, so yeah, just an aside.
0: <laughs> Zion has wronged me personally in so many ways. You and I both thought. His career would be short, but he'd be electric. And I thought seven years. It might be three. Like, is he ever going to play again for a season? Um,
1: He'll play a little bit, and then he'll get paid, and then he won't play.
0: Are we ever going to get a 70-game Zion season? Ever?
1: No. Zion's going to be kind of like... Remember Andrew Bynum? Yes. That sort of career. like Short, very effective. I mean,
0: he's not going to win an NBA championship,
1: but... He'll be out of the league early and just won't care at all to come back.
0: That sounds like Zion. I'm not gonna, that sounds exactly like Zion. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: Andrew Andrew Bynum said, "I think I can't remember what the question was, but it's something like, do you care where you where you play?'" And he said, "No. There's a There's a bank or There's an ATM in every city."
0: Yeah, he was out of the league at like 27 years old. Yeah, he didn't care. He got like I think he got four years, sixty million, and then he was just done. Am I he didn't right? Didn't care at all. Like Philly gave him a big contract right then he was out after one season, I think am I wrong with that? uh I can't remember Philly signed I, him when he left the Lakers, right i want to say I
1: want to say Philly, yeah, I remember him like trying out for Indiana or getting traded to Indiana or something like that, but yeah that sounds about right after they leave the Lakers I don't really give a damn what happens to them, so <laughs> I don't remember
0: you're a bad person that's why
1: yeah he sorry, he went to Cleveland and then he went to Indiana played two
0: games for Indiana. He was never on Philly?
1: I think he got traded there, but I don't know if he actually played.
0: Okay, Philly that sounds it, right.
1: I think he did go to Philly. I don't know if he actually played. I think Philly signed him when
0: he was injured, kind of like KD in uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I just don't know if he played. I remember the picture of him in the jersey. That's why I, I can picture it on the TV screen. So yeah, that could be it. Uh, Phoenix is great everyone's coming back healthy right now. They're, they're the class of the West, I think. They're pretty obviously the best team. They're going to run through either of these teams quickly. Yeah, see, I don't
1: know if they are the best team in the West. But I do agree that they're run through like those ordinary ones.
0: Okay, so Contro- so that controversy. Is, that completes our first round. Uh, we're going to preview all the rounds now, but much faster. We're just going to say who we have and who's going to win. I think it would be pointless for us to predict everything. And go in detail because we're probably going to be wrong about most of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to
1: mess up this bracket. 100%. Okay.
0: So I will go first for my round two. I have Miami playing Philly and Milwaukee playing Boston in the east. Phoenix versus Utah and Golden State versus Memphis in the west. I have Philly beating Miami and I have Boston beating Milwaukee. I have Phoenix beating Utah and I have Golden State beating Memphis. Let's hear your round two, Web.
1: Very interesting. So second second round of the East, I have Miami and Toronto. And then I have Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Very interesting that we see this differently. Uh, I have Toronto beating Miami, actually. And I have Milwaukee beating Brooklyn.
0: I like where this Very is going, baby. I like where this is going.
1: Very interesting. I like this. Uh, the West, Phoenix and Utah. And I have Golden State and Memphis, like you did have Phoenix beating Utah and Golden State beating Memphis, like you did.
0: Okay, so we agree there. So we have the same Western Conference Finals and totally different Eastern Conference Finals, which I very much appreciate. Yeah, that's exciting. In the West, I have Philly versus Boston. Sorry, in the East, Philly versus Boston and Golden State versus Phoenix. In the West, I have Philly making the Eastern Conference Finals because I am a sucker for my preseason predictions. And I have Phoenix beating Golden State and going back to the finals two years in a row. All
1: right. Uh, So I obviously have Milwaukee and Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. And um, I have Phoenix and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. I have Milwaukee beating Toronto in the East. And I have Golden State beating Phoenix in the West.
0: I like where this is going. That's a really fun. That's a very fun finals. So, my finals are Philly versus Phoenix, and I have the 2022 NBA champions, the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul gets his ring. I think this storyline worked out best for me, because James Harden or Chris Paul get the monkey off their back. One of them gets it. I like that storyline. Chris Paul gets his title this year. Interesting. Interesting. All right.
1: So, I have uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Golden State Warriors, and the NBA Finals, and I have Milwaukee beating Golden State to repeat as NBA champions and to actually get some respect in this league. Because I think, including myself, last year, I did not think Milwaukee really deserved to be there with all the injuries that happened in the East. I didn't think Phoenix deserved to be in the finals with all the injuries that happened in the West. But this will be a real title, barring any injuries. And back-to-backs are hard to do. You
0: and I, you and I, have had this discussion numerous times. Every title is a real title. You were a maniac. Injuries happen every season. The Lakers won a title in a bubble, and you count that one, but the other ones don't count. You're a ridiculous human being.
1: No, Milwaukee's title counts. It counts. It's the Raptors'
0: one that I think is
1: has to be looked at a little, uh, little deeper with with another lens.
0: You are the worst Toronto man's ever. It's really bad. You're not hip and cool on TikTok like me, Webb. It's sad.
1: <laughs> You're right. I'm not on TikTok at all.
0: So I have Phoenix being the NBA champion this year, and you have Milwaukee being the back-to-back champion. Right. I would be very happy with that. Uh, Giannis is, I said it before, the most likable player in the NBA, and I would love for him to be solidified as the best European player of all time. I think that it's already arguable between him and Dirk. If he gets two, I think he's clearly the best European ever. So I would enjoy that very much.
1: I would love to see Giannis as the best European player of all time. That would be to my delight very much.
0: Wait, if he gets two, does he automatically pass Dirk? Um, Dirk has the longevity, right? Dirk was
1: there you know, for the 20 years, so but
0: I don't Dirk's know if got he like automatically 60- passes. Dirk's got, like, he's, like, seventh all-time in points. But two titles, two MVPs for Giannis. I think if he stays relatively healthy for his career, he's, he's the best European ever. If he gets two ranks.
1: Yeah, um, he'll definitely be the most dominant. Um, but I think because of Dirk's longevity, I think that's going to give Dirk probably some more more, more uh, favor and, re- and, and re- him resonating a lot more.
0: That's true. Okay, Webb. Let's move on to our NBA awards. We did the preseason ones. Now we are going to do our final who we would vote for. So this, this is high stakes web because I I just don't respect who you choose ever, but I'm hoping you don't let me down this year. I really hope you do. But we're going to see. Should we start with rookie of the year? I think it's a very congested award. You agree with that? Sure. Did you do a runner up as well?
1: I didn't. Um, but I can, I can, sorry. I, I had, Guys that I considered, and then I had one guy. So yeah, I can come up with a runner-up based on who I had considered. But there, I'm going to be honest; like, it wasn't that much change for me in my uh, my picks okay. from from the midseason. Who is your rookie of the year, Webb? Yeah, so this is my same pick from uh, the midseason, Scotty Barnes. Uh, I, I think he's been incredible. Can guard every position. Very likable player. We talk about likable players, but very likable guy. Um, and and really helped helped to change the the, um, the Raptors defensively. Raptors are a different team when he's on the floor, um, and I think he's been great.
0: First award, you and I agree. I have Scotty Barnes being the Rookie of the Year as well. Wait a minute, what happened to Evan Mobley? Coup? He got hurt for a while. He missed time. All right, glad you came over to Scotty's side. I when Mobley was playing. And before he got hurt, Cleveland was like the four seed. He got hurt. They fell down. Toronto took that spot. Scotty Barnes was a huge part of that. He can guard everybody. I think he's at like 15 a game. Solid shooter. I love the energy he brings. And Scotty Barnes is a great player. He's going to be for a long time. Huge Scotty Barnes guy. Always have been. You will never find a podcast of me being furious throughout the draft at him. Not one time let you find that podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, my Mobley was my runner-up, by the way. So throwing that yeah, out there.
1: I mean, if I had to give a runner-up, I, I I choose Mobley. But I think, like all year for me, it's been Scotty Barnes.
0: Who is your sixth man of the year? Uh, no change. Tyler Hero. Same. Same for mid-season. me. Same for me. Tyler Hero in a runaway. He's been dominant all season. Yeah. He's basically a starter. I really hate teams that do this nonsense because he's. a st- he plays 32 minutes a game it's ridiculous but he's technically a sixth man so it's him. Yeah. My runner up was Kevin Love by the way. Just had a fantastic season. And I did not see this coming at all from him at this age so give him a little shit out there.
1: Yeah, Kevin Love was great. Um I'm not mad at that at all.
0: Okay. Let's move on to most improved player. I think we're going to disagree here. Who is your most improved player, Webb? Yeah, this
1: was the toughest uh category for me cuz I think there was quite a number of players that you can choose from, but uh I'm sticking with I, my mid-season I agree. pick, uh, Desmond Bain.
0: I agree with you. This is the hardest one to pick. I had three guys that I was considering, and Desmond Bain was on one of those three guys I, I was deciding between. It was Desmond Bain, Darius Garland, and Ja Morant. Ja Morant took the step from star to superstar, which I think is the hardest step to take. Darius Garland, just been so injured in his career, hasn't really played that much when he did play, it was kind of average. I think he's the of star this season. And Desmond Baines just been incredible all year, great at everything. But I went with Darius Garland. I think the step he took was the biggest step I saw someone take this year. So Darius Garland was my most improved player.
1: I had quite a number of um, of guys I considered. Garland was one of them. Anthony Simons was another one. Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, DeJounte Murray, Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Bridges, Mo Bamba, Drew Eubanks.
0: Let's comment down on Mo Bamba for a second, all right? Let's calm it down. Let's see him play, like, 50 games. Bamba was good. Orlando was just really bad, but Bamba was good. Was Bamba good, or was he in Orlando? So he looked good in comparison. <laughs> no, Bamba was good. If I was the starting power forward for Orlando tomorrow, I would average 8-6. and six. Easy money.
1: <laughs> Bamba was solid, like... He, he got hurt sometimes, and, yeah, he wasn't, like, super consistent, but I like Bombo. I'm a fan.
0: Okay. Let's go to executive of the year. I think we're going to disagree huge here because so I have Rob Palenka winning.
1: He was my runner-up.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have winning executive uh, of the year for real?
1: Yeah, no change for me. Kobe Altman in Cleveland. I had him as my midseason pick. I think he did a fantastic job. Putting together his team, his team went through so much injury. They were so deep that we didn't realize that this team would be competing for. I mean, they got the eighth spot two, three years ago. This would have been they would have been in the playoffs so because of Adam Silver trying to get Zion in the playoffs. They're fighting for a playoff spot now, uh, but they did finish rightfully as the eighth seed. Um, and I never expected that. And this team competed all year. They were in the top four for a good half of the year. So Kobe Altman's my uh,
0: Exactly Colby Altman, excellent choice. He's my runner-up. I went with Daryl Morey in Philly. I think staying calm, not trading Ben Simmons when I thought, like we all thought he had to go immediately. He said, no, I'm holding Ben Simmons for a top 30 guy. I'm not doing this. He held firm. Harden became angry in Brooklyn and he basically pulled the Harden for Ben Simmons. Simmons might not play this year. I think that was just a huge swing. He played that perfectly. Everyone doubted him. They were begging him to trade Simmons. He he hooked, he stood solid. He went to executive of the year for that.
1: The solid rationale. I didn't really consider uh, Maury, but you know, to get
0: Harden for basically nothing,
1: right? Is uh, <laughs> solid solid uh, rationale.
0: Harden, sorry, Simmons gets to town and immediately has a back injury. Like, immediately. There's no games in a back injury that he can't play basketball in. This was a, this was a swindle. He got James Harden for nothing. For the lesser Curry brother. For nothing. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. Very it's good underrated. Trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good trade. I think we're both going to agree on the coach of the year. I think this is, a, this is a really obvious one. Who did you have as coach of the year?
1: Uh, I, I I kept up with my midseason pick, Monty Williams. Phoenix has been dominating the entire year. And um, no team has really done that after coming back from the finals um, the, the next year to dominate the way, the way that Phoenix has been doing. I think they have like, the highest point differential uh, in the league. And even with Chris Paul hurt, even with Devin Booker hurt, even with DeAndre Aiden hurt, this team still competed.
0: They were really good. Really good choice. I agree with you. Monty Williams, coach of the year. Yeah, he was... I think – did he – he won it last year, right? Or did Tibbs win it last year?
1: Tibbs won it last year.
0: Yeah, he's – Monte Williams is the obvious choice. They're the best team in the league by far all season, overcame injuries. Who would your your runner-up be? I think this is an interesting one. I think there's a couple choices we could go with here. Uh, It probably would have been uh, J.B.
1: Bickerstaff or – Taylor Jenkins.
0: I was looking at Imi Yudoka or Jason Kidd for me.
1: Or or, or Yudoka. is a good enough is a very good one too.
0: They finished the season at twenty six and six. Just they went on a run. So Yeah. Really impressive finish. Great job. Hot wife. Good for him.
1: Uh is <laughs> <laughs> a good one.
0: So is Nia. Uh who is your defensive player of the year? This is obvious, I think.
1: This was uh so I didn't really change from my midseason, but it was tougher choice for me. I still have Rudy Gobert as my defensive player of the year. What made me what gave me a little hesitation was the fact that Utah slipped. Like They they, they really had a like Chicago, they had a, a real plummet. Um, I mean, they had some injury too, but uh, Gobert is just dominant. Um, but I had a runner up who, who made it a little closer.
0: I went with Rudy as well. He's just so impactful in the paint. He changes Utah. Who Utah is as a team? He's basically like one of one of guys that do what he does in the league. Who is your runner up?
1: I would have been Miles Bridges. Sorry, Mikhail Bridges,
0: not Miles Bridges.
1: Mikhail Bridges.
0: Mikael Bridges is a good choice. I was debating for a runner up between Giannis and Triple J, but I like you having a smaller guy as the runner up. This is this award's always won by bigs. I like to see a guard win at one time too. It'd be fun.
1: Yeah, like I um, I'm not mad at Giannis. I, that's a good one. Uh.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The all important award. Most valuable player. It was me in college. But who is the MVP of the NBA twenty twenty two season, Webb? Who is your MVP? I
1: think you mean you on College Street. Um
0: They were both I the have... same thing. My college was on college street, so it works out. Boom, <laughs> checkmate.
1: Um, so this changed for my midseason, I think my midseason was John ja Morant. Dan Ja got hurt, so I started looking in another direction because I missed some time. Uh, Giannis Atenti Kumpo is my MVP for this year. He is the best 2 a player, at least this year, um, and he's so dominant and he just is scary. He's a he's a freight train coming down. He really changes things on the defensive end, uh, smothering and just intimidating. Scary force and and can literally win you games playing defense
0: and offense. Giannis is an excellent choice. He finished third for me. My MVP is Nikola Jokic. Back to back, baby. Uh, I think he has the first season with two thousand points, one thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists in history. Yes,
1: a meaningless stat. I heard that. I was just,
0: I was just gonna say, (laughs) stats are all meaningless. I don't care about them. Westbrook's so arbitrary. Exactly, it's so stupid, <laughs> but it's nice to throw out there and justifying something. It's like eh, this is something different a little bit. At least you point to yeah. it.
1: Sure, I just I see that stat all the time, and like, what does that mean? What does that mean?
0: Two thousand, one thousand, and five hundred is. He's good, 1, at, is so he's good awesome. at three things. He's good at three things. That's important. Well, was important. what
1: was an an important stat that I saw, or important kind of uh, uh, tidbit. Was that he led his, I think he's the only player to lead his team this year in field goal percentage, rebounds, assists, points, and some other, like a bunch of other stuff. Like the only guy to do that, which was pretty crazy.
0: So so for me, that's why he wins MVP. Because he had the least help of any of these guys, Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. And he had nothing. He had a bunch of guys that were like seventh, eighth men, starting with him. Michael Porter drew to play 12 games, I think. Jamal Murray hasn't played at all and he still kept them in the playoff contention to the sixth seed out of the playing game. He gave a Morris brother whiplash, which I'm always a fan of just, he does a lot of things that are good. And I think he's the MVP. I think he did the most with least and he's my, he beats my runner up in Embiid.
1: What, what amazes me with Embiid is that it's very rare to see him have a bad shooting game, even though he's the only player on the court. Like, If M if 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 Jokic was shooting 48% from the field this year, I would have so much sympathy and I would say that makes sense. Because there's no one else there, and all you have to do is just I mean, theoretically, double team him, triple team him, and 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 that should be it. But he's always shooting a good percentage. He's like one of the most efficient players in the game. And it's it's just incredible. And Atlanta has taken by Cleveland,
0: that's it. So I think for Jokic the best reason why he shoots such a high percentage is because there aren't bigs anymore. Like, how many actual bigs are there in the NBA? Like three or four? Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis? Who else is Gobert? a big? Gobert,
1: Gobert. that's four.
0: Uh, DeAndre Aiden? Yeah, that's true. There's still but
1: some. Nurkic. There's, there's there's still some. Wow, Treyong Young is but, going off.
0: But there's not enough to be like, this guy is big and can stop him, so he's just having, like, There's no seven footers like him to stop his shooting. So he has a little bit easier that way because he's just so much bigger than everybody. There's no one to stop him, but he is still doing it in the NBA, which is crazy with nobody's. So yeah, huge. uh, He deserves to be the MVP back to back for me.
1: And for me, uh, Giannis just Giannis to me deserves to get it because he is the biggest difference maker on both sides of the floor, like combined and fair. It's just scary how good he is. I wasn't a big Giannis guy in the first couple of years. Like I wanted him to do well, but I was like, this guy is, and especially in the playoffs when you used to see that when it came down to it, Giannis couldn't shoot, right? He can't pull up. He still can't, but he's improved his shot and he's also improved getting to the basket and he's improved his free throw shooting. So him getting to the line or him um, attacking, he's also a good passer. Um, isn't it? It's not a huge detriment anymore if Giannis has the ball and he's unable to get to the basket. Like He's very versatile now. I don't trust his shot, but he's definitely improved. And his ability to get to the the basket um, just seems more effortless now.
0: And for the record, if Giannis wins, I'm happy with that. If Embiid wins, I'm happy with that. If Jokic wins, I'm happy with that. All three of these guys have made excellent cases for MVP this season. And I wouldn't be outraged if any of them won. And I could see any of the three winning, by the way. It would not shock me if Embiid won. I wouldn't be shocked if Giannis won. I won't be shocked if if Jokic wins. They're all deserving.
1: I would be shocked at this point if Embiid won. Only because Philly. Um, Embiid had a great season. Philly was Philly was solid. But the team success at Milwaukee, even though I think they had the same record, um, 51 Sorry, no, and 31. No, yeah. And the individual success for Jokic and the team success, you know, being a six seed in Jokic's position is pretty impressive. They missed the bubble. Sorry. They, they managed to not go into the
0: playing game. Wait, wait, um, wait. Do you know who else managed to avoid the playing game? The Lakers, but for different reasons.
1: <laughs> we see want, what I did there? See we what didn't did not want there? to participate. We don't want to participate.
0: Okay. I just, I think all three guys had great seasons. Embiid's the points leader this season. Yes, like they're all had great years.
1: Giannis yeah, sure.
0: two way game, very impressive season for, for all of these guys. Man, I'm so excited for these playoffs to start. I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. So again, who who are your picks to come out of the? first round my first round picks i have boston winning in six over brooklyn milwaukee beating chicago in four philly beating toronto in seven miami beating atlanta in six or cleveland in four and then in the west i have memphis beating minnesota in seven golden state beating denver in five utah beating dallas in four and phoenix beating clippers or new orleans in four what do you have
1: I yeah, saw so miami beating atlanta and five or Cleveland in four. I have Brooklyn beating, uh, Boston in seven. I have Milwaukee beating Chicago in four. I have the Raptors beating, um, Philly in six. Uh, on the, in the West, I have Philly, sorry, Phoenix beating the Clippers or New Orleans. Sorry, the Clippers in five uh new orleans in four i have memphis beating minnesota in five i have golden state beating denver in four and then i have utah beating dallas in four if luca does not play and five if luca plays
0: good choices i cannot wait for see how wrong you are i'm guessing uh fantastically
1: you're hoping for but you're not you're not believing it
0: am. everybody Please follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal. Keep BDB Bezos happy and subscribe on Amazon Podcasts. We are huge there. Please come back next week. We will have a little NFL draft coverage for you. I will be releasing my mock draft the Wednesday before the NFL draft. So look forward to that. All right, so anything to add before we get out of here?
1: Nope.
0: That went better this time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. (laughs) Have a great night.
1: We out.